you, you, you know we had to cap it off with Jesus. Edge life, you're too close to Hey, 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 hey. You, you know, I, I always get stuck on on that on that song. Get stuck on the song. The, the intro. <laughs> I ain't got a lot. Like, like, have you ever like listened to the intro like in its entirety? Because the yes. intro to the Edge Life is it, man, that, that thing is fire. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's fire. Yeah, listen. That's what Kyle would say. Exactly. Exactly. It's and, fire. And, and I don't know, like, if anybody else does that. Like, with your, if you're an artist, if you're an artist, do you listen to your music and be like, hey? That thing right there is fire. Like, do you yes. do that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, believe it or not, yes, I have rapped. Yes, yes, you have. Yes, you and, have. And uh, done some form of singing. Yes. I didn't sing, y'all. I can't <laughs> sing, but singing. But, yeah, I would do a rap, and, you know, the lyrics would just. You felt them. Yes. Yeah. You know, because when you when you do something like that, it's an extension of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you just, you know, like there for a minute, you know, you'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling myself. myself. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling myself. myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I felt you. I felt you. <laughs> I felt you. You know, it, it, it's awesome. Um, it, For those of you who do not know, um, our homeboy, Jason Stevens, uh, put yeah, that together Jason. for us. If you are looking for a producer, if you are looking for somebody who does dope stuff, check him out. Um, IG, Facebook, all that good yes. stuff. But, but the coolest thing was, he literally just said, "Hey, l- let me let me check out what you all are doing. Let let me watch a couple of your podcasts. Let let me feel you." And and then he came back and with and, that with that right. Yeah. And, and it was almost like let let me tell you how I see you. Yeah. And when it says the thing, the thing that always he, his is, you know, we had to get it off with Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my part right there. That is mine. Is um basically like. We, uh, he he says I have they we speak to their worth right right I believe, I was kind of tongue tied there for a <laughs> second but that we speak to your worth and so you may not get it at first but they speak to your worth mm. and I'm like oh Lord he he listened to a podcast and that and, is and what he got what he out felt. of it and I, I praise Jesus for that because yeah. that's what we want to do we want to literally speak into your worth yeah every person who is listening to our podcast every person who is watching this live absolutely our whole goal every time we get behind this microphone is to speak to your worth. Yes. And that's why we do this every single time. That's why we don't put this mic down on Mother's Day, right. on you know, a Resurrection Sunday. That's right. We were here because this is what God told us to do. And so um, we may not always say something that you agree with, and that's okay because right. that's just part of life, you know, and there's healthy conflict right. in life. But we're here to just share with you um, our lives in a real transparent way so that you can live a life of purpose on purpose. And so we literally just speaking to your worth. That's it. That's it. Speaking of speaking into their worth. Listen, y'all today um, we, we are going to address the elephant in the room and, and and I feel like I, I need to preface everybody today to let you know that we we literally are going to be speaking about the elephant in a room and, and in the room and we're going to do it the only way we know how to do it we're going to do it the edge life way so so before we jump into that let me just go ahead and say um those of you who are uh tuning in uh right now if you in the chat feature go ahead and put in where, where you're tuning in from say hello yeah, to us. We, shout we, out from we, wherever yeah we, we definitely want to shout you out all all that good stuff tell us where you're from and but number two i, I want you to share this out um 
on your social media if you if if you can if you're watching this via podcast share this out on on your social media as well because i truly believe that as we address this topic that it is going to be um help for somebody um as we have healthy conversation and dialogue it's going to be it's going to be help for somebody um so we're we're going to get really really real today um as real as as we can yeah and and this is a topic that we've talked about before yep um, and we're not afraid to talk about it. Yep. And we're not afraid of what people think about what we think about it. Right. Um, we're just sharing our heart. And I, again, you know, I go back to what I said before. It's it's important. There has to be a good level of conflict and dialogue. Right. Where two parties don't get upset with each other, but they just are literally communicating. And most of communicating is supposed to be listening. Right. Um, and so that we just listen and and hear each other out. And, you know, we've been listening to some social media um, from friends and maybe people we don't know, or, yeah. um, even famous folks this whole entire last couple of weeks yeah. um, about this topic. And we live it every day, every single day, Yep, every um, day in, di- in a different way than you live it. Everybody lives it. Right, right, right. Because it, 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 you know, it, everybody lives it. It's everybody's. Everybody has it. You know. So, so, so let let's just go ahead and just dive in because that's the only way. I, I don't know how to put my toe in anything. Um, <laughs> no, uh, that's food cooking. Not because any, if you don't that. just dive in, it's too cold and you just won't get in. Uh, and you just keep walking all around it and looking yeah. at it and see that's part of the problem. Yeah. That's yeah. what we've done in our country. Instead of just like diving in and dealing with it, it's mm-hmm. going to be cold at first, but then you get over the shock once you get in. Right. We just been trying to like tip our toe in and then walk around and look at it. And right. Walk around again and just keep walking around because nobody really wants to to feel to get in there. the pain that you feel sometimes when it's cold or uncomfortable. Right. When there's discomfort. Right. But we don't mind to be we don't mind being just. Dis- you know, uncomfortable. Right. We've lived a life of discomfort pretty much our whole life. Um, sometimes we're oblivious to it mm-hmm. and it only bothers other people. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> and other times it's, it's very blatant. And, um, I'm a little bit of mama bear. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's way more even kill than I am. But, uh, yeah, sometimes I get a little rowdy, rowdy about, about it. Uh, <laughs> Master P. They don't know who Master P is, honey. They, 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 they don't. I know. bet, I bet y'all know some Master P. I you, bet you think you think they here. know Master P. I'm so shout you. out, we got some folks from Rome, Georgia. Yeah, uh, Misty, she's our neighbor. Yeah, she lives across the highway. Across the highway, the four eleven, like literally, y'all. I think we're probably like the same distance from four eleven, like almost to the mark. Maybe she might be a little further. Might be a little further. A shout out, I see. Uh, yeah, lots of folks on here. I see mom's on here. Yep, yep. Rhonda, hey. Wayne, Bruce. Bruce. Batman's in the house. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, awesome. Well, look, I, 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 want, I want to jump into this thing. Um, so uh, we, we've, we've had a, a rough week uh, as, as a country. Um, you know, we've had a, we've had a, a rough couple of months it, it seemed like 2020 has oh been my goodness can rough. we get a like redo we, no we, we do need a redo, a redo or something like we need something a we, mulligan a mulligan there you go yeah let's so something that's like a something. redo though. right that is a redo that is a redo 
Well, well, here, here's the thing. Um, 2020 has been a, a, a crazy year and, and, you know, with Corona and, and all other kind of things. But but this week has, um, you know, polarized us even even the more um, with this whole situation with um, Ahmad Ar- Arbery. Um, down in um, New, uh, Brunswick, Georgia. And, you know, Carrie and I, for those of you who do not know, we we live in Georgia as well. Yes. So it, it has um, touched us in, in a different kind of way. Um, I, I will say a couple of things. For, first of all, um, I don't care, and I'm just going to put my stake in the ground. I really don't care what anybody says or, or believes. Um, I, I do not believe that... Um, whatever happened however it happened um there should not be somebody who's dead right now period point blank end of story there there should not be somebody who 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 is dead and for those of you who don't know um again allegedly i'll i'll use that, that that's yeah, how, that's the appropriate that, that's the appropriate way people Alleg- are innocent allegedly, until proven guilty um, gentleman out jogging doing what he does um, a couple of guys they they, they 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 saw him and in their mind they they associated him with someone who may have been doing some um, some home invasions or burglary, or bur- burglary mm-hmm. of, of some homes so they they took the law in their hands uh, to make a citizen's arrest um, they they got you know the father got a son and they got someone else they got inside their truck and they basically chased the guy down um, allegedly to make a citizen's arrest Um, while the guys jogging down the streets. And many of you have probably seen this video guys jogging down the street or running down the street. However you want to truck pulls up beside them there. They engage in some kind of dialogue. One of the guys jumps out of the truck when he jumps out of the truck. um, He has a gun with him. Um, The the young man um, was as he was running. I guess he recognizes the gun. They they engage right there and while they engage i again we were not i saw the video like many of you saw the video what i saw is a guy shoot another guy and he falls and he and ultimately he dies okay so if you haven't seen the video go back and 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 see the video it is grotesque i'm just letting you know yeah right i was now. gonna say if um, you can bear to watch yeah it's 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 sickening it's it's sickening but but that that is that is what we know, and, that, and they're all kind of facts that are that are coming out and uh, surrounding the situation. Um, we also do know that this happened like three months ago, two three months ago, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until this week, um, after you know the video surfaced and there was a lot of national media that um, the the father and son were arrested after this happening three two three months ago right and i I just want to say that was not because police did not feel that they had um enough evidence to arrest the two individuals it was because they had basically from what i've read been told to stand down by the district attorney which in hindsight the district attorney actually had a relationship with the father um of um these two alleged murderers and um so whether or not that had anything to do with it, that DA, she did recuse herself from the case early on. So those are just some of the facts as, as we, as know, we know them. It. Right. Um, there's m- way more to that. Um, you know, there's always way more to everything. You, you, there is no audio. Right. You, you cannot hear. You, right. Um, you can just see. And so I think sometimes just seeing video and I, I've seen video 
where terrible things have happened. Um, it, it's just hard to um, take in. And, and, and the interesting thing, again, we don't know the whole, all we know is like what we have seen right, right now. Right. And, 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 and I, I get it, but in, I stated this earlier, there's nothing that you can tell me that should say that there should be someone who is no longer with us. Yeah. Right? And, and I think the big thing at question here, um, are, well, there are, there are many, there are many, many things, but as far as it goes to the case, and that's really not what we're going to talk about today. Right. Um, is whether or not these two individuals had a right to attempt to uh, affect a citizen's arrest. Right. And according to the law in the state of Georgia, you are required to have actually witnessed it. So that means you have to have seen this person committing the crime. Right. Furthermore, it did not, um, it was not punishable by felony murder. Right. Um, right. So either so, way. So, 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 so let, let me, let me pivot then. Right. Because again, that, that is the framework in which we come to you today. Right. Um, I, I was watching on Facebook, uh, just yesterday, day before, and a friend of ours, um, posted something. His name is Aaron Patterson. Um, he, he posted this long post and, um, many of you know, Aaron, Aaron's actually married to an awesome young lady, Michaela. We did their um, marriage counseling. Man, we listen, this them. is an awesome, awesome couple. And, um, he made some points in there that really begin to, to resonate with with me, um, especially knowing and understanding how this week has polarized people. Right. Well, well furthermore than this week, like I just want to like roll it back because there is this feeling yeah. in America mm -hmm. um, that we've been further polarized, you know, over the last eight or so perhaps years. Mm -hmm. Um, and that this issue of race has suddenly reared its ugly head. And mm -hmm. I, I just want to say that the, the monster never went away. Right. It's um, been there. It's, it's always been there. Mm -hmm. And until we kill it, um, it will always be there until we cut it off, uh, cut off its roots and right. then cut it off at the head. It will always continue to be there. It sometimes is just a little bit more, um, it finesses its way. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more delicate about how it exposes its exposes itself, and perhaps not as as blatant. And I will say this too: mm -hmm. over the last decade mm -hmm. or more, really, with um, our access to so much information yeah. and media. Um, and I don't bash media friends because I was the public information officer for the Floyd County Sheriff's Office, and some of my the greatest people that I worked with were really good media who really wanted to make sure when they got some something from me right. that it was shared in the proper way. Um, you know, and they, they would come to me, you know, just really on the up and up. So I'm not bashing media either, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I'm saying we just have so much access. Right. Um, and there's so much going around that sometimes it's hard to know what's real or fake. It's just like the scam calls. We never had scam calls like that before, unless it was a kid calling Prank pranking you yeah, and prank hanging call. up yeah but now it's like serious like my mom got scammed this week out of almost two hundred dollars right. and she doesn't even know how it even happened it wasn't even over the phone but these sorts of things happen now and it's way easier to get facts yeah mixed in with fiction and for things to be blown out of proportion mm -hmm. and you know we have the ability to attack each other 
mm-hmm. a little bit more readily. But we also have the ability to, to engage in meaningful communication and conversations about things like this ugly monster yeah. called racism yep. that we're talking about today. And, and, and to that, you know, Carrie and I, we had a deep conversation yesterday. You know, we, we always yeah. have conversations like this. But, you know, I, I think I, I may have even shared some things with you that you may have not even known and and you 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 were able to to see some things and process maybe even from a different point of view as to oh that's why you do that and um and we'll we'll get into that yeah because I have I want to lead into that question yeah today because yeah. I have a, a friend of ours um Artegas he posted some things and my friend uh, Tamra um, Militam she's not a Miller anymore but that's what I call <laughs> her um just you know some things to lead into some questions so um. Yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about let's talk about A. A. Ron. All right, so so so, so, so let, let let me let me read a, a portion of what what Aaron said, and and this this was actually pretty good, and this this was the thing that got me to thinking. Um, he said he said I'd be lying if I said being in an interracial marriage was easy all of the time because it's not. He says I'm a proud black man who's dealt with a lot of racism, so if I don't check my heart frequently. I could very easily start to view my wife and every other white person as the enemy in times like this. To combat those thoughts, I have conversations after conversation with her about what it feels like to be a black man in America, how scary it feels. My color is considered a weapon, how I have to wear my glasses and smile extra wide in public so nobody thinks that I will rob them, constantly being conflicted internally because I feel like I have to pick a side. Am I Christian or black? I'm always ranting, LOL, but she's always listening and acknowledging my pain makes me feel heard, right? So, yeah, so I, I listened really to that and, 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 it, and it hit home, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. for obvious reasons. You know, um, one of the things that, that I, I was sharing with you on yesterday is I, I, I feel him and what he is saying at a totally different level right like 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 what he said like it hit me to my my core listening to and reading and and i literally i I read it and i reread it and i reread it again because what he's what he's saying here is it's like you know what as 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 a black male there there are things that that we do or feel as if we have to do just to make it right just just to just to get by and and it gets so frustrating when you know you're doing everything that you can just just to get by and sometimes those things that you're doing to get by they're not even validated right it's almost like well you why do you do that or you don't have to do that you know what i'm saying but the truth of the matter is no no we we feel that we do have to do that mm-hmm. and that right there that that hits at a whole different level you know we're, we're part of our conversation yesterday and and again whether people what side of the fence you stand on it doesn't matter but I, what i shared with you i said this like this conversation that we're having right now this is a part of the reason why people like colin kaepernick were kneeling because of 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 the treatment because of the 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 way that people like myself like my children like my sons are perceived in 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 this world and so we you know we're having this conversation because as as an interracial couple right it's people always ask us like like how do you all deal with that right like like how do you how do you how do you process that 
like it's going to be different for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. and But I think I think to a certain extent it, it is different because I think it's even more conflictual or at least for me. So, you know, you guys have we've said this like a million times, but um, not only am I obviously a white woman um, and I live in a house with brown and black people. Um, I was also law enforcement. And so during this time that our community, our, our nation has found itself very polarized many times, white law enforcement was at the very center of these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so whenever these conflicts came up, like even in our household to talk about them, it, it, it is very conflicting for me. Yeah. Um, cause I represent every side. Um, and have, you know, attempted to look at it from every side, you know, and my children will say things like, well, mom, you don't really count. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still white. And the perception that people have of me when I walk out in public, I I'm white. Right. And it doesn't matter how you view me. Right. Like, I'm still white, like still. And I know this might sound funny, but still respect the fact my heritage yeah, and the absolutely. color of my skin Re absolutely respect the fact that i'm i'm white and furthermore respect the fact that you know i wore a badge or right. at that time i wear a badge and right. that i i look at things in from a different perspective mm -hmm. and i praise god for that i really feel like god was very intentional mm -hmm. about putting me in that place i know it came from god and mm -hmm. maybe perhaps it's for such a time as this when we're so polarized to to give me this trifold type look at at the world that we live in right um where we're so polarized and with race and um law and you know all all these many parts and pieces yeah. but but it is like you know it's hard for me sometimes to feel like i as a white woman in my family sometimes I, I'm I'm even guarded with maybe the things that I say because mm -hmm. I'll think about them more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of the dynamic we live in. Right. You know, it makes me hold it back and think about it. Um, it also when I hear it from from other people, mm -hmm. it hits me different. Right. Right. Like people <laughs> I had a I had a situation happen um, when I worked um, somewhere and um, me and this another individual were having a conversation and this individual did not know that I was in an interracial relationship. <laughs> and this individual started talking about crows on a line. Mm. Y'all, mm. I'm telling yeah. you, it, it yeah. really, I had to really, I, I listened to everything that was said mm -hmm. and I just took a deep breath and I, I held my composure. Right. And in a very respectful way, without getting angry, mm -hmm. I addressed the situation. Yep. And I, I must say that that individual was not apologetic. Right. However, did treat me very respectfully from that point forward. Mm -hmm. um, and this person was in an interracial, it wasn't black and white, but this person was in an interracial relationship as well. And so right. it, you know, it was not like something that I kind of thought right so i mean i guess it just depended to him how brown you were um yeah and i don't pass judgment but i, I think that's a real thing that's yeah. a real thing with african-americans like how dark your skin is i mean at least so i've been told yeah. um yeah. you know if you're lighter yeah. skin darker skin you know we're, we're talking about all of this yeah, it's, but it's, it's a real conversation piece you know um e even within the african-american community 
you know um you know one thing you you said um a few moments ago uh, especially about being in in law enforcement and and how that that impacts you right and how you you saw things from a different lens like i'll never forget you know when when you came home and we were having some deep conversation about like intent, right? And and you were sharing with me some of the training that, that you went through as, as an officer, you know, and, and, and having to make those split second decisions as to whether do you shoot or do you not shoot? Like, and you were giving me the scenarios and I was like, well, yeah, I shoot here. And you're like, well, you would have, you would have killed so-and-so, right? Or do you do? And I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. You know, so, so again, it, 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 we've been having these kinds of conversations and not only for you has it given you a different lens, but, but for me, it's given me a, a different lens also for, you know, when, when I, when I think of the things that, that you were going through um, as, as a law enforcement officer, and I, I truly do respect our, our, our law sometimes. enforcement officers and, and the things that, that they, that they bring to the table because the truth of the matter is they have a very, very challenging job and there are a lot of great law enforcement officers. I've met many. Way more good ones than They're bad ones. They're way more ones. good than bad, and, right? And by the way, the good ones don't like the bad ones. And that's real. Because you tarnish real. our badge and you, you make it heavy for us to carry it around because it's heavy enough. Yep. Um, I was sharing, sorry, I was sharing with Philip yesterday um, and I can't remember after if it was Freddie Gray or what the situation was. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember I pulled over this vehicle mm -hmm. and, um, there was a young black man in it and, um, there was a lot of tension in America and there were a lot of law enforcement. I mean, really, if we were being honest, that were very intimidated yeah. about doing their job. I mean, do you do your job or you don't do your job? You've, You've taken an oath to right. our country, to every other person in this world right. to, to serve and protect. And I remember I pulled over this young man and as I was going up to the car, I could just tell that he was just super, super nervous mm -hmm. by his, his, mm -hmm. his movements and mm -hmm. all of this. Um, and frankly, guess what? I was too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was too because he only he doesn't know me. Right. He doesn't know my intent. He doesn't know my heart. Um, and vice versa. And just being placed in that situation, yeah. like where you feel paralyzed, like, you know, just to have that that moment where you're like, Man, you know, yeah. this is a simple thing. Right. This is, you know, he had a taillight that was out, you know, <laughs> right, like this right, was, I, right. this was a courtesy. This was not like anything. Right. And then I'm like, Oh man. So, and I, I remember approaching the vehicle and leaning down and trying my best to smile through my nerves. Mm -hmm. Y'all not a lot shakes me, but in that moment, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, just a young kid, like my son. Yeah. He, he, he looked like my son. Yeah. And I'm, I'm frightened and he's, I can tell he's frightened. He's frightened, yeah. He's fumbling around looking for papers and mm -hmm. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, and I keep my hands, you know, right where he can see them. And, you know, I wanted him to feel comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, I tell him that, you know, he needs to get his taillight fixed, blah, blah, blah. And, and that was the end of it. And, you know, that young man sat there on the side of the road for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was on a straight stretch of highway where I could see and he sat there for the longest time. Yep. Well, and and, and, and it was and, hard. Yeah. That, that was one of those moments where it's just like, oh, my, it doesn't have to be like this. Right. It doesn't have to be like this, but it 
it made me understand even deeper what potentially some people face every day just because of the color of their skin. Because, you know, I was a, a subset of people. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was representing a certain, not a race of people, but a, a, a different, certain a subset, certain subset right. of people that puts people potentially in fear. Right. Um, we talked about that. We talked about how do we prepare. Right. You know, because uh, we, we prepare our children. You know, obviously we've taught them how to talk to law enforcement, all mm-hmm. those sorts of things. And mm-hmm. I think it, it was a combination of two things. Me being a law enforcement officer mm-hmm. as well as them being brown children right and that that's sad and um one of my friends mm-hmm. uh, artegas made this comment now I, I wanted to lead you into yeah. the yeah. conversation that we had yesterday he said he said all black kids around the age of 10 or so start to be given the quote-unquote talk mm-hmm. this is not the discussion about birds and bees this is how you are perceived will be, have been treated, mm-hmm. how to or not to act, stand, do, walk, carry yourself, and so on. This is not just the polite and respectful, not just be polite and respectful. It is to help ensure your safety, mm. your life. Our parents were preparing us to be marginalized and how to deal with it. Wow. And so you shared with me yesterday yeah. about an experience that you had at probably around four years of age yeah that um before you were old enough to have this conversation yeah. that prepared you to be marginalized and yeah. I, I just want to stop right here and say it is not okay to marginalize anyone yeah not because of their race not because of their gender yeah not because of their religion, yeah. not because of their sexual. Pr- it is not okay to marginalize people. Right. Never. Yep. Um, so I just talk to yeah. tell them about tell them about Texas. You, you know, I, I was sharing with Carrie. Um, you know, I, I remember I was I was young. I, I I would say four, but I might even been have even been younger than that. But um, you know, I was driving in the car with with my parents and we were on our way to, I, I believe, going to South Carolina or coming back from South Carolina. Um, but I, I remember my dad being tired, um, being tired after after driving. And, and all all my dad wanted was, you know, to find a hotel um, that that we could you know rest at or, or lay our head down. And and, and I, I, re- I remember, you know, my, my dad going to the hotel and, and, and not being able to to get a, a hotel room, even though there were obviously a whole bunch of hotel rooms that that were available. And, and the reason that he was not able to get a hotel room was because of the color of his skin. And, and, and I remember, you know, my dad, obviously, you know, coming back to the car, or what have you. And and as he came back to the car, um, you know, just the look. The, the, the look of despair of like, you know, all I wanted to do was find a, a, a clean place for, for my family to lay down because we're tired on the road. We want to be safe, so on and so forth. And we couldn't even even do that. And, and what what it was in like 1980. Yeah, this, around is, this is like 1980. You know what I'm saying? But but the thing the thing that I shared with you was that framed me in a way that like even even to even today. If we are driving, there are certain places that I will stop at and certain places that I, I won't stop at, right? 
there there are there are places like, like if we're driving and if, if it just looks real rural and, and there's gonna be nobody who looks like me i'm not stopping there it's to the point now to where like when we drive to visit my parents in louisville kentucky there are certain places that i'm like that place is safe to stop so guess what every single time we drive back i stop yeah. there we're pretty because, predictable because, because you know what i'm saying because because that's that's the place that we stop that's the the healthy place that's the and and i was even sharing with carrie so um you know the lord has blessed us to even you know be able to go on a couple of vacations right now I was, I was even sharing like this was subconscious if i didn't think about it but when we went and um you know we're, we're, we're trying to find a place for dinner i'd never been in this place before i'd never it was hilton head last year right and yeah never, which hilton head is a very well-traveled touristy kind of place ne never been there so hard for me to understand that in a touristy place that has people from a little bit of everywhere that he you know and, and this and, would be and and literally what i did like when we went to the restaurant i'm i'm looking around the restaurant i'm watching people i'm seeing how people are going to interact with us not just because I, I i am a black male but because i have an interracial family with with a a white wife and and brown children so i want to watch how how they're being treated i want to watch how people are receiving us i want to watch the person in the in the couple sitting in the corner and what look they give towards us like i'm i'm literally thinking about those kinds of things when we go anywhere and 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 i really believe that started way back when when i didn't even know what was going on yeah i, I and i even happened to mention like you know i I like to try, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit of a foodie. I'm also way a risk taker and an adventurer. Mm -hmm. um, those of you who know me know that to be true. But my husband will never try, like, I know the places that are going to be the bomb. Yeah. The hole in the wall. And I never really realized, like, the reason he won't is because he is afraid that there won't be anybody that looks like him. Yep. And, you know, I that I never grew up like that. This conversation that Artegas is having about what happens when you're about 10 years old and you're, you're told, you know, how, how you should carry yourself just so that yeah. you can stay alive. Yeah. Like that is so foreign to me a as a child. Yeah. But now as a mom to Brown children who don't, you know, I obviously don't look like them. It has changed my whole perspective. Absolutely. Um, and even, you know, Sterling Porter posted on here, um, shout out to the Porters, you know, trying to prepare your children for, you know, what the world looks like and having a child with special needs and right. what that's like. I can remember um, I had to teach some classes um, at the sheriff's office and mm -hmm. we were talking about um, mental health mm -hmm. and we were talking about people with um, special populations, people living with special needs. Mm -hmm. And I can remember the um, police shooting of the young man. I believe he did live with autism, but he was older. Mm -hmm. And I remember he came out of the home with a knife and his, I can just, you know, his mom telling him to put it down, put it down. Mm -hmm. And the police officer giving command after command after command. And then just seeing that thing and, in terribly for everybody yeah. in that situation yeah. and thinking that could have been my son oh my gosh yeah you know that could be my son yep. so not only is he brown but you know now he has a special need and he doesn't right. understand you know proper space space and he's um very friendly with law enforcement i mean there had been a number of times where i was in uniform and he'd run up to me and hug me and he'd touch things on my belt you know including my weapon you know never unsafely but 
it scared me because yeah. I was like, you have to learn pro proper boundaries. And I scolded him and I remember him crying. Right. Um, and man, that just a very emotional, emotional experience. Yep. Um, and having to, to, how do you deal with that? You know, just, just that being something, something difficult too. So it's not just about race. It's about anybody that's different. Yeah. We're all afraid of any, anything that's different than us. We're, we, we, have this fear construct that we create in our mind about things that we don't understand or right. we don't know. Right. And we have to get to a place where communication is bigger than that. And we're sharing enough that we're not afraid of the things um, that we don't know anymore. You, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, even as we're talking about this, you, you know, one of the situations that, that we spoke about yesterday was um, when we moved down to Georgia from, from Louisville, um, you know, it was pretty cool to have, you know, my dad and your dad together driving mm, in yeah. a U-Haul um, van, move, moving stuff down. Oh, I, I would have loved to, like, even listen to I some of those conversations. I would have loved to been riding with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but, and but, I bet the radio was a trip, too. Oh, my gosh. they both love oh music and they love every kind. But but there was there was a situation from your dad's perspective that, that happened on that trip. Do you yeah. want to share with them? So when my dad, so I was living in Virginia and they were helping to move Trey and I down there. Philip was finishing up school and I had it taken was Virginia. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said Louisville. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. They were coming from Louisville to Virginia and, um, uh, my dad and my, my father-in-law were coming down to bring some things to Trey and I who had already moved. And, um, you know, my dad is, he's a, my, my, he drove trucks. My grandfather told him how to read a map and you mm -hmm, know all those mm -hmm. sorts of things so he's always up for a road trip so he'd jump in the vehicle and they were coming on and just excited about coming and seeing us and I remember when my dad got down there and he um he was he was a little bit of shock it was a little bit of shock factor yeah um I remember he and my um father-in-law Dennis started talking about uh, a, a stop that they made to use the bathroom mm-hmm and, you know, Dennis kind of chuckled about it, but, um, he said that, um, he was, he was scared mm -hmm. and he had shared with my dad that he just can't stop everywhere. And my right. dad got out of the vehicle to get some gas and to use the bathroom and left Dennis, not even thinking. And there were some older gentlemen like on the outside of the gas station and they began to look at him in such a way. And, you know, you, you know, when you get the, everybody on the porch gets quiet kind of thing. Yep. And, you know, he, you know, he just chuckled like he did when he got to my house and explained, you know, to my dad that you just, you, I can't stop everywhere. Yeah. You know, I'm not welcome everywhere. And I think that was like, it was, was a bonding moment, yeah. but it was a big eye opening moment for, for my dad, mm -hmm. um, who didn't think a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, he would never put dinner. He felt so bad that he had put Dennis in harm's way, or at least, you know, he felt right, you know, that he potentially his safety was at risk. And, um, it was also, you know, really an eye opening moment too, for me and thinking, yeah. yeah, you know, you really, you really can't. Um, and it, it it's hard to swallow yeah. that you just can't go everywhere in this world. We're free yet we're bound, but it's, it's, it's so true. I, I wanted you to maybe talk a little bit about this. Okay. Um, a friend of mine, Tamara, she, um, posted a comment. She has, um, an eighth grader mm -hmm. and, um, she was, I'll just share what she said. 
She said, the world we live in is afraid of the truth. Instead of understanding the truth, we'd rather be swept up on, we'd w- rather it be swept up under a rug. Mm. But it's time that we call a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. The other day, I mentioned a conversation that I had with her son, but I said I wasn't going to give the details. Mm-hmm. His assignment was for him to write a letter to himself. Sorry. 20 years from now, mm-hmm. the letter to, was to include the accomplishments, the struggles, and then encouragements to himself as the eighth grader he is. Mm-hmm. Before I had a serious conversation with him, do you know what was the big the biggest accomplishment was to live past 21 Mm. as a black male. Y'all, my son is 14. Mm. I have a 24-year-old son. I have a 19-year-old son. And I have a 24-year-old son who, even while I was law enforcement, who knew how to handle himself properly, ended up for absolutely no reason at all in the backseat of a police car. Yep. And so, like, I get this. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, his biggest accomplishment was to live past 21 as a black male. Yeah. He's 14, but yet we live in a world that's so brainwashed that we can't call a thing a thing. And then she goes on to talk about the use of the N-word. Yep. Woo. I I, I will say it's deep. Yeah, so... I mean, talk about that. I mean, you're a black male, pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah, I, I think, um, and th- there are many um, people like me who will say that very same thing, you know, to make it past 21, to make it past 30, to make it to 50. Oh, man, you you, you just did the doggone thing. Because the truth of the matter for for those people who look like me that, that is an accomplishment because we, we see so many people who who look like us who have such a hard time, such a difficult time. You know, I even go back to to Aaron's comments about, you know, he said it was so poignant. You know, he has to when he wears sunglasses, he has to smile extra big so people know that he's not um um you know, be, being being mean or he's not gonna rob them or, or things like that. These are things that that we have to think about and and it's 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 not right it's not fair but it it is the reality and 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 i will say this um until we have other people who don't look like us who look like you and and your dad and and people like andy stanley and people like scott free and and people like that who become advocates and stand beside us and say this is wrong we cannot go another day like this it will continue going on because here's the thing that i know i can take two little children i can take one white and one black and put them out in the field and they will just play together they won't think anything of it but something happens from you know the two or three to the nine or ten that that alters those kinds of things and we got to be able to get to the place as as a country where we can stand together as allies side by side calling as as who whoever that was said calling a spade a spade and calling truth truth because if if we don't and if we clamor and just stay back and, and, and pretend like we didn't see what we just saw, 
that continues to make it worse. And and I, I think even beyond that is, I think sometimes, I know especially as a white female um, in the past, I've looked for a way to answer. Yeah. And so instead of really listening to the dialogue and listening deeply and intently to what's being said mm-hmm. um, from, you know, a brother, a sister, a person in color of color, I I only hear to defend. Right. And we have to we have to put the defense down. That's good. If we really want to hear. Like we we don't expect you to fix the past. Like we have to stop looking at the past to fix the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to stop trying to erase the past. If you erase the past, the past will just repeat itself. Mm. But we have to accept the present and be here be in the here and now Mm -hmm. and really listen to what's being said. Yes. Not listen to fix the past or to make an excuse. Yeah. Let's listen for a solution. And like you said, to stand alongside of each other so that injustice, regardless if it's about the color of your skin or the fact that you live with a disability, whatever it may be, that someone's going to stand alongside of you and destroy racism and destroy stigma stigma because you listened. Yep. I, I heard somebody said this way. They said, listen, we don't we don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There, there are certain things that, you know, we may not agree about, but but there are a couple of things that we can, which is, look, I'm going to stand beside you. And I'm going to support you and I want you to support me in what we do. And if we can just agree right there, again, all that other stuff, it, that, that stuff works itself out in the wash. So we don't got to see eye to eye, but we have to be willing to walk, walk hand in hand. That's right. Agree to disagree sometimes. That's it. That's it. I, I'm, I'm going to say this one thing and, and then um, we're, we're going to have to do another yeah, segment this, on this. Cause, yeah, because uh, we just scratched the surface. We were just talking about big picture stuff, but yeah. not really. Yeah getting deeper we got we have to do another segment maybe next week we'll come back and do it do a part two on on this if you want us to do a part two make sure in the comment section um you put all the questions that you have and maybe this week we'll, we'll yeah. do some different posts yeah put and, some questions and, and, in there and get, get all kind of questions so we can come back and, and address them but but let, let me let me just address this one real quick and, and I'll, I'll do it quickly um sterling porter said this uh, wearing hoodies carries a stigma too just a certain way you dress as a black man can scare people and it's sad and, and I, I totally agree um you know <laughs> it, it's sad that we have to watch what we wear like like that's like it's sad that you know if I, if I'm running over here to Walmart I, I gotta I gotta watch what I, what I put on right mm-hmm. you know um it, it's sad that if if I'm going you know and I'll just use a different if I'm going to the bank <laughs> I'm going to dress up just a little differently. You know, that's sad. That's sad that we even have to have those conversations and those thoughts. What's more sad is that when he got to the bank and they realized um, when they opened the account and they said, oh, 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 Pastor Edge, Pastor Edge, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I I didn't recognize you (laughs) like that. That's (laughs) that's even what's what's more sad. We have so many stories you know, the teacher in pre-K, I mean, we, we have so many things that personally we have experienced. The, the, the person when we moved here who was supposed to help you and left when she the saw The person me, who thought he was the help. Thought I was a hired help. Until they found out <laughs> I was married to him. Yeah. And then I proceeded to um, 
receive a lot of pushback all yep. because of the color of his skin. Yep. And was literally told that um, I wish you would have told me you were married to a black man because we probably wouldn't have hired you. Yep. Yep. This is real stuff, guys. This is this is, this is nineteen this is or that was actually two thousand and two. Yep. This is very real. It's real. So so let let's do this. Um let's come back next week. Yeah, I just left a few nuggets yeah, there on the let, table. Let, let, I just put some crumbs back, on the on the floor week. for you to think about because like I said, we haven't even got into the stuff we didn't that scratch the surface yet. really hurts. Like, you know, just the blatant outright disrespect and mm -hmm. ignorance and every other kind of thing you can think of. So I'm going to say this to those of you who are watching, those of you who are listening via podcast right now. And oh, yeah, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make Please. sure you go ahead and do that. And sharing is caring. Sharing is definitely caring. It's so hard to come out of this because we're usually like so encouraging yeah. and upbeat. We don't want you guys to leave this not feeling encouraged. Here's the encouragement. Let's talk about it. Let's have conversation. Let's not try to put a patch on the past. Yep. Let's just go ahead and deal with the ugly wound in the present the here and the now and move forward yeah learning from the past mm -hmm. not erasing it but learning from the past that's how we do it yes that's how and we do it. like philip said we don't have to agree but you know we can agree to disagree and that's still agreement that's right and then the two can walk together that's right so listen, if you know somebody who needs to be in this conversation, in this dialogue, make sure you tell them that next Sunday we're going to go back live again at eight o'clock and we're going to be having part two of this conversation. And we want questions like ask us the tough stuff, like the things that you've always wanted to always ask. want to ask a interracial couple. Yep. Yep. So. Baby, let's pray. Can we do that? Yeah, let, let's do that. that let, let's pray and um and and then and we'll we'll get y'all out of here, man. But um, woo. Yeah, pray. it's just deep. Let's, let's pray. But God is good. Yes, He is. God is no respecter of persons, yes, and he, he loves us all. So we keep fighting for the kingdom. Keep on, keep that going, girl. Yes, keep that going. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank God, you, you, you made God. us all, Lord. Hallelujah, God, yes. You made us all, Lord, and you look Thank on you, each and every one of us, Lord God, and you see absolutely no imperfections, yes, God. God. And God, this is not about the differences, God, but yes. it needs to be, God, about where we're the same, God. Yes. We are one race, the human race. We are one race, God's children. Yes. We have one inheritance that we're all working towards, Lord God. We are all one, God. And if we can just focus, God, where we're the same, God, if we can just focus, God, on how we can move forward, Lord. Yes. Without avoiding the past, God. Without avoiding the tough conversations, God, without avoiding the conflict, Lord God, without taking it personal, God, without wearing our, our, our feelings on our shoulders, Lord. Yes. Then, God, we can move forward to into a better place, God, into the place that you would call us to go, Lord, just as your word says, God, that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves, God, that we are to put others first, that we are to love each other, Lord God, Yes. that we are not only just to love each other, God, but your word calls us to love each other deeply, Lord God, yes, God. God, so take us into that place of, of deep love, Lord God, and show us how to do this, God, because it's all about love, God, love covers a multitude of sin, Lord. Love exchanges its strengths to cover the weaknesses, Lord God. Yes. Love bears all things, believes all things, it hopes in all things, Lord God. Yes. 
It's never proud. It's never puffed up. It never takes sides. It never brings up the past God. That's love. And love is the answer. And your word tells us that you are love. Yes, God. So God, you're our solution. You're our answer. Help us to arrive at you at the end of all of this. God, we thank you. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, listen, I'm going to say it one more time. One more game. It's, it's going to be off the chains next week, right? We're going deep next week. We're not afraid of nothing. We're going to talk about Dang it. Skirt. So you make sure that, that you get back here at 8 o'clock next Sunday and you tune into The Edge Life. Because this is what we do. It's our life. We edgy. It we edgy. We are. We edge like life. it that way. <laughs> hey, we well, don't apologize. Peace. Peace. You're too close to the edge. We gonna push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, gotta get it in your head, baby. Welcome to the edge life. You're too close to the edge. We gonna push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, gotta get it in your head. Welcome to the edge life. That edge life. We gon' help you get your head right. Prepare to fight. Pay attention. It ain't easy to comprehend what we speaking at first. If you ain't never had nobody come and speak to your word, you ain't worthless. Just your purpose is laying dormant. And what we have to offer you may seem a bit foreign. It's important that you get it. Imperative, you feel it. Time to focus on the bigger goals. Mind, body, and spirit. So let's break it down. My people come gather around. It's time to break free. No longer will we be bound by these. Generational curses and circumstances We only moving forward, progressing major advancements See nothing that we speak in is facetious You gotta see yourself the same way the Savior sees us He came down from his throne room to free us You, you, you know we had to cap it off with Jesus Edge life, you're too close to the edge We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead It's that edge life, oh Close to the ledge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge line.